Welcome to the New Levels Coaching Podcast. For the very first time, we're delighted to bring you it live and unedited. Yes, every single podcast episode we do. We won't be editing this. So if you are joining us live on YouTube, you'll see we're in a nice little retro studio called Grandma's Studio. But you may just be listening to our podcast on something like Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Is that a thing? Apple Podcasts? <laughs> it can be a thing, Lewis, if you want it to be. It can be a thing. My name is Lewis Moses. I am the host of our New Levels Coaching Podcast, and I am the founder of NLC. To give you a little bit of background information, I'm a former Team GB international athlete, having went to the World Indoor Championships in 2012, which seems like a long time ago now, some 11 years ago. Uh, I am turned coach, and I founded NLC around about four and a half years ago now, and we help runners and triathletes to find their potential. Every single week, I'm going to bring a special guest on. This week, I'm joined by my somewhat better half, Gemma Hillier-Moses. Welcome to the podcast, Gemma. Thank you very much, Lewis. That's a lovely introduction. <laughs> and um, yeah, I love being in this setup in the granny flat with my cup of tea, and we've got um, some flapjacks here as well, so I feel like we're sorted. We're going to hunker down for this episode and, um, and get talking. We've got some nice healthy snacks, some nice water to keep us hydrated. Before I introduce Gemma properly, uh, what I will say is I will host every single week of the podcast, unless I'm not here. Uh, but this week we're going to do kind of flip reversal. Uh, Gemma's going to play host because this week's episode is the founder's story. So we're going to go into a lot more detail about why New Levels Coaching was set up, how, how it was it formed and, and why was it formed. But the purpose of the podcast in general is to give people a bit of an insight into the coaching world, to educate and inspire particularly runners, triathletes, endurance athletes, so that they can go away, think about what we've been talking about and literally run with it. We want you to go away, take that inspiration with you, and hopefully you can start your own journey around finding your potential. So that'll give you a bit of an insight into what we're going to talk about. And as I mentioned, this week is all about the founding story. So I'm going to hand over to Gemma. But before I do, Gemma always pulls me up. You never give people good enough introductions, <laughs> she says. So the last year and a half, I've been working hard on my intros. Uh, so I've got a, a right intro lined up for Gemma today. So Gemma and I met at the prestigious Loughborough University, home of champions. Uh, I was there a year before Gemma, Gemma started studying. But Gemma was already training there, part of Bill Foster's group at Loughborough University. Bill, Bill's babe. Yes, I thought you might get that one. And in. you're not going to go into our love life, are you? Because no, <laughs> no, not going into love life. Not going about how we met, dirty dancing and all that type of stuff, that spiel. No, I'm not. But what I would say is that is where our coaching journey started. Our, our paths crossed and Gemma was actually my first boss in a coaching setup. She was the lead coach on Star Trek Athletics and that would have been, what, 2007, 2008? So we were we were coaching then and our coaching journeys have obviously progressed, but we were both uh, athletes and I would say both aspiring elite athletes at the, the kind of the top end of the sport, competing nationally and then internationally. Uh, we then, uh, well, we, we moved down to, to London in 2013. We, we took a, a spell in the capital. Unfortunately, in 2012, just before that, Gemma was diagnosed with cancer, which kind of halted her running career a little bit. Well, it halted both our running careers yeah. for a period of time. It was a big change in our lives, but it provided us with a lot of perspective, yeah. uh, a lot of inspiration, mainly from, from your side. And it helped, I guess, give us a different view on life and, and running in general. And after that, it's fair to say that Gemma's running then catapulted with the help of a lot of people around her, but in particular, her coach, Alex Haynes. And Gemma went on to become an international athlete, having represented England both on the track and the road. 
She has since progressed to the marathon and she's also progressed to coaching. She's now a clinical Pilates instructor and that is very much her speciality when it comes to coaching. That's where a lot of her work now sits with New Levels Coaching. Is that a good enough introduction for you, Gemma? Wow, well, yeah, I can't really complain about that. And also, people will understand that you do love to talk as well, because I think for the first time I've got one, you say I love to talk, I've got about one or two words in here in the introduction of the podcast. But yeah, that was a very good introduction. Well, you'll be glad to hear that the mic is all yours now. It's coming over to you. I put my headphones on, hoping that I wouldn't be able to hear you, but obviously I can hear you loud and clear. So yes, over to Gemma, who's going to host our first ever NL podcast episode off you go wifey oh I'm very excited about this I've done a few podcast episodes before so I've been guest on some podcasts and then the charity that I founded move charity we actually host our own podcast called move against cancer and we do not have this setup so this is pretty cool um I feel very professional with the um, headphones and the mic so hopefully it, yeah hopefully it comes out it really looks, well it looks cool in here I hope it looks cool on the video <laughs> if you're tuning in on YouTube because it looks really cool it's a bit retro but I quite like it yeah and bear with us this is the first time we've done this podcast so um yeah we are excited but also a little bit nervous taking a bit of step outside our comfort zone so um yeah but I'm really excited to to interview you and talk to you about the coaching journey and why you set up New Levels Coaching. But I think first of all, to start off with, I wanted to ask about your journey with coaching and how actually coaching impacted your life and what impact that actually had from you were coached from the age of 16, I think 15, 16. And so what that journey looked like for you and why did that inspire you to take up coaching? That's a really good question to kick us off. <laughs> I guess you've always been coached in some respects. And um, I was a footballer when I was younger and we had coaches and managers <laughs> through through the years right the way from, you know, the age of six, seven. So I guess coaches have pay, played a big impact in our lives all the way through our careers and, and our lives. And it was only last night I was on a, a UK safeguarding course, actually, and they asked us who who kind of inspired your journey, your running journey. And my first in inspiration was my form tutor, John Stevenson, at Longfield School. I was quite fortunate, or I seen it as a, a fortunate opportunity that uh, I was linked, I was put into a form and my form tutor just happened to be a runner. And maybe it was fate, maybe it was the universe connecting us, but I took that little bit of inspiration and I was very inspired by what he did. And I got into running at school, but it wasn't until, you're right, Gemma, around about 15, 16 year old where... I actually started being coached properly with, with running with a coach called Paul Harker, a brilliant, brilliant coach. Uh, I would say a little bit ahead of his time. You know, he was doing things then that I now know uh, are really, really important. And he was embedding those skills and those practices into my plan at what I think is quite a young age, 15, 16. Uh, I went to Loughborough University and what was great about Paul was he was quite open to the fact that I would need to go with a different coach and a different group. And he let me explore those options so I tried uh, being kind of part of the George Gandhi setup at Loughborough. I didn't feel like that worked for me. I felt uh, a part of a very big group and it wasn't that I wanted individual attention, but it just felt like I was part of a, a huge group. And I actually really like to focus on myself and be inspired by a couple of different people. So I found my feet with John Nuttall, who at the time was UK development coach, and he had a massive impact on my career. You know, he took me uh, I came to university as a 358-1500 metre man. And then uh, within a couple of years, I was running 345. So I'd knocked off 13 seconds, started making national finals and even kind of knocking on the door of national teams, which was brilliant. Uh, and then eventually, I think we should always finish our coaching story off. I, 
I went to a coach called Alex Haynes, who actually is still very much a, a mentor, I think, for both of us, not yeah. just in the coaching world, but, but in life in general. And Alex was my final coach before or certainly when I set up New Levels Coaching. So a lot of different coaches have impacted me. And I think one of the biggest learnings is you learn a lot from those coaches throughout your journey that also help you on your own coaching journey. And I feel like I've been quite blessed in that sense to have a great variety of coaches who I've been able to learn from along the way. And I think early on when you're younger and you take up running, a lot of your running is about performance and where you finish and times. And actually, over time, you realize that coaching and having a coach is way more than that. And actually, it has a bigger impact on your life. And we always talk about how running is more of a tool and can be a really powerful tool. And it gives you a journey in life that you never really thought possible. So it, with that, where did running take you? Like, I know you went on some amazing camps, journeys. It's not just about performances, is it? Absolutely not. And I did get to visit some amazing places and go and, and meet some amazing people as well. And a lot of my friends now and even family are all connected through the running world. And I think that is brilliant. I think that is the special thing about the running community. And I say that often when I do talks in schools and colleges and to athletics clubs. I say, you know, you're not going to get into running to become a, a multimillionaire. It's very rare that happens. We see people like Mo Farah who maybe make that happen, but they are the exception to the rule. Uh, the running game is is hard work, but I feel like it's a very special place. And for me, it took me to places around the world like Kenya, South Africa, France, Spain, Portugal. I could go on and on and on. Uh, but what it enabled me to do is meet some unbelievably positive people. And you, you don't find many idiots in the running world. There is the odd one. <laughs> there is. But most people are very like minded. They're on their own journey. But what is great is even though it's an individual sport, you feel like you you pull together. Um, to tie that all together, though, what I would say is running did change my life. A lot of people don't really know that about me. Um, my life looked a lot different at home when I was 16, 17, and it was going on a very different journey. So I actually applied to be an officer in the army at 17 year old and kind of shaved my head and everything ready for uh, going down to Sandhurst. Um, and it was probably running that really kind of enticed me down to, to Loughborough University and when I seen Loughborough I fell in love with it and I wanted to be there and I wanted to be part of something special but in my first year at Loughborough I got quite homesick and I almost left university and I failed my first year of university and I say that quite proudly now at the time I was devastated and I thought it was you know the biggest disappointment in the world and I thought it was a disappointment but I realized I learned so much from that year and I wanted to put right what I felt like had gone wrong and, and I needed to fail that first year. Um, but it also kind of gave me an insight into being a full-time athlete as well because I wasn't <laughs> doing any work and I was running. I thought, you know what, I want a piece of this. Um, and then the rest is history. I fell in love with the sport. I think that's a big, big thing. I, I wasn't in love with the sport at first. I fell in love with the sport over time and now I wouldn't change it for anything and, and running is literally my life yeah so he lewis also forgot to mention that running changed his life but so did i <laughs> but, but <laughs> I had again, to bring that one in there <laughs> so you know it's like a, it's a domino effect isn't it if, if i didn't run i wouldn't have met you and yeah. if i hadn't have met you and new lovers coach you wouldn't exist we wouldn't met all these amazing people we wouldn't be sat here today doing this podcast so running does change people's lives it's not just about yeah. performances yes there's a lot of medals at home to, yeah. to look at and, and I don't forget about those because they are special, but it's the memories for me that are, are just, if not more important. Yeah. And I think from a coaching point of view as well, people work with coaches 
potentially to start off from a performance point of view and they realize coaches become lifelong friends mentors you know they they help physically but a lot psychologically as well and how to navigate through this crazy thing that we call life like it's crazy and I think that coaches have it's more than just a training plan and we have a bigger and um, you know a bigger role to play in people's people's running journey yeah yeah I say a lot about generic training plans. They are what they are. You know, some people get some success from them. I don't like them personally. Uh, I've never followed one in my life. That's probably why I don't like them. But I don't like them because they don't change people's lives in the same way that coaching does. I know how coaching changed my life because of the people who I worked with and the, the journey it took me on. And I see the lives that we change on a daily basis. And we do. Some people will be sat at home and you can, you know, you're quite right to do so and go, what's he talking about changing people's lives? But I can guarantee you some of the stories that come out of New Levels Coaching are inspirational. Yeah. And you do change people's lives. And you can't get that from a generic plan. It's the people behind the brand that are so important. And I am so proud of the team that we've built at New Levels Coaching that enables that to happen. And we had an example of that this week. We've just created a New Levels Coaching WhatsApp group for all our athletes. And it was amazing seeing the team post about their experience and looking at seeking advice from not only coaches, but other athletes. And actually, it also showed how different people's opinions, perspectives, experiences are. So it shows that it's just not a one plan fit all. It's got to consider everything about somebody's life. And we are all very different. Yeah, and and a big thanks to Dale as well. Hopefully you're listening, Dale, who... (laughs) kind of prompted us to set up that group. I've been against WhatsApp groups for coaching for a while because I didn't want it to become like just this generic coaching group where people are asking advice in there and there's loads of conflicting advice. But what I underestimated was the power of that community on WhatsApp. And it really is a, a really powerful community that we've built. And it's it's brilliant to be part of. And sometimes, you know, I have it on, I actually never have it on silent. That's a lie. But sometimes I kind of flick through the messages. But there's other days I'm really kind of engrossed in the conversation. I'm loving life. And, and I pick it up and I kind of smile and go, well, we helped to create that. And look how much joy on a weekend you're getting from people sharing their successes and cheering people on and giving them encouragement. Yeah, it's amazing. So let's go back and talk about the why behind New Levels Coaching. So I think what a lot of people don't realise is they see a company that's set up, but they don't realise the risks that are taken going from a stable job, taking that leap of faith and having that belief in yourself and and belief in your purpose as well. And, um, you know, there's a lot of risk taking, there's a lot of hard work, there's a lot of dedication, there's no guarantee about the future. So why did you decide to set up New Levels Coaching? Yeah, another another good question. And I'm going to go back to a point that you just mentioned there, because I think, uh, and I mean this in the most respectful way possible, I think some people set up coaching businesses because it's the only thing that they can do at the time. You know, they want to make some money and they set it up alongside maybe their training and their running and they think, okay, well, I'll do an online coaching business to help maintain my athlete lifestyle. And that's fine, you know, but for me, it was a conscious choice of, I had a lot of other options. I was in a stable job. I was earning good money in that job. And I saw a gap. I thought, you know what? I love my coaching. I love what I do. And my athletics career is slowly coming to an end. It was kind of brought to an abrupt end with a bit of a heart condition I had, but I had started the coaching business before that. I remember having a conversation with a friend and said, when do you know to stop? And he said to me at the time, he said, you'll know when the time's right, when you're starting to care more about the coaching than your own own running. And I remember going to a 3K race with one of my training partners and he beat me in the last sort of 100 metres. He outkicked me 
And I remember being over the moon for him because I felt like I'd been part of his journey and I, and I wasn't bothered that I'd been beat. And at that moment in time, I knew yeah. that was the January. And by the April, I'd said, you know what, I'm done. I'm done with the elite side of this sport. Uh, I'm more bothered now. I'm more invested in other people than I am in myself. So that was the why behind it. I wanted to go and help people and I wanted to transform people's lives in the same way that I felt running had transformed mine. I'd seen the impact running had had on my life and I thought, you know what? We can do that with people of any ability. This is not about being an elite athlete. This is about people buying into a process, buying into the people and using them as an accountability partner to help guide them through a process to help them change their lives through running. And I thought, you know what? That's it. I'm going to take the plunge. I'm going to do it. And I came home one day. I'd been at work. I was getting frustrated by certain things in the background at work, which I couldn't change. And I thought, I want the ability to be able to make decisions myself and be able to control that to a certain extent. So I came home to you and said, I've handed in my notice at work. I'm going to set my own coaching company. And you said, let's go for it. And it wouldn't have been possible without your support, um, which is why I always refer to you as a, a co-founder of the business, because yes, it was my idea and I took the plunge, but you said, nope, let's go for it. Let's work it out financially, see what we can do. And it was very much a joint project from the start. We're good at doing that, aren't we? Where we just take these. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes it works. We're in the process of that at the moment, taking those little bit of risks and praying that it pays off. But that's yeah. life, isn't it? It's exciting. I think we have perspective from what you went through yeah. with, um, you know, being diagnosed with cancer at sort of 24, 25. Uh, and that's a big, steep learning curve at that age. But it does give you life perspective and you think life's too short. And that was a, a reminder to think life is too short. Why sit and procrastinate over things? Why not just, if you've got something inside your gut, you know, you've got to use your head sometimes, but you've got to follow your heart. And at that moment in time, I needed to just follow my heart. So I did. And I think what's really impressive about you, and I always say it to people, is how you did have, you know, your heart condition was not ideal as an athlete in terms of towards the end of your career. And a lot of people would have struggled for a very long time with that. And your mindset and psychology and why you do our team monthly mindset um, question and answers is because you have such a strong way of dealing with with that. Um, talk us through how you're able to, I guess, how you're able to deal with having that big setback and then using it as a fuel for your new purpose in terms of going into coaching. Yeah, so a lot of people won't be aware. One Saturday morning, I'd gone on a run with a, a good friend and training partner at the time, George Duggan who went out to the States to compete and I got home, uh, I'd, I'd drinking a smoothie and something just didn't feel quite right when I was drinking the smoothie. And I then went into the shower and got really lightheaded, uh, kind of felt a little bit faint, actually grabbed onto the side of the shower and thought, whoa, what, what is going on here? And knew at that moment in time, something wasn't quite right. Quickly got dried and, and went downstairs, didn't even put in any clothes. I just wrapped my towel around me. That's how adamant I was, something wasn't right put my heart rate chest strap on uh, and I'm very in tune with my heart rate from a training perspective so I have an idea of what that heart rate should look like now bearing in mind this is around about 45 minutes after the run my heart rate was displaying at that point in the 180s at that point in time I knew something was seriously wrong but I could also feel it my heart was pounding out of my chest um, so I rang the walking center because I believe that was the right thing to do they said under no circumstances should, should you drive. You were away anywhere with, with the car, I believe, if I remember yeah. rightly. You were in London. <laughs> so I rang George, who I just ran with. I said, George, got a problem. Need to go to the walking centre, buddy. Something's not right. Got to the walking centre. 
and they said you're having a suspected heart attack and yeah mind blown like you know early 30s thinking what the heck is going on here um rushed to to glenfield blue light to glenfield and in the end it was atrial fibrillation which is actually i wouldn't say it's common um but it is a well-known condition with endurance athletes but the recommendation off the back of that was they didn't really think it was sensible to continue to train at the same level i just believe everything happens for a reason and that was somebody or something telling me your time's up so i just said that's fine you know i've got my coaching as long as i can keep fit can i keep training yes you can in fact we strongly recommend you do so okay happy days let's go into the coaching world and let's go full, full on let's set up a group in loughborough let's uh, and i just that's how i do things i just plunge head first into it and hope i don't hit the bottom i guess <laughs> <laughs> well it is amazing because i just think about me and I'm a positive person but I you know if that happened to me I'd fall fall apart and I guess until you're in that situation you don't know but I think it shows the power of having that purpose and I think in life when we have a big purpose and we have goals I think it's really really important and then you focus on the journey not the outcome because I think when you set up new levels coaching you didn't think where do I want to get to it was actually put your head down set up a coaching company and change people's lives and I think that process and we talk about it a lot from a running point of view with our athletes that process is so important rather than obsessing over the outcome I think that's probably one of the biggest mistakes I've made in business and coaching is you you try not to think of the end goal um but you try and do too much because you think of everything that you can possibly do and you want everything to happen straight away so you think I can do this I can do that I could and before you know it you you're sinking you're not even swimming and it's happened also in the coaching world where I want to change things so quickly for people and I want them to get results. You think, let's throw this at them, let's throw that at them. And it's taken me quite a while to to kind of sit back and realise that isn't the way you do it and that isn't the way I did it. So actually, if you're going to buy into to my coaching process, sorry, I just hit the mic there. Ding, boom. Sorry <laughs> Still getting used back. to moving, boom. aren't we? <laughs> um, if you're going to buy into my coaching processes and trust the process that I believe in, and I'm going to trust you as an athlete as well. We've got to go on that journey together. But what I am saying is I'm not just going to do it all at once because I don't believe that works. And, and it's kind of that's a testament to the point you've just made, really. Yeah. And I read um, a really amazing post. We've been big into UTMB. Um, so the trail kind of series and the trails over the summer. And I read a post um, from a lady today. We shared it on our New Levels Coaching um, Instagram. And comparison is so easily accessible at the moment from a running business. You know, we all see people doing everything. And actually, it just shows how important it is to strip strip it back a little bit, focus on you and what you can do and find out what works for you, your business, your coaching, your running. And I think sometimes we forget that and we just see what other people are doing and then it can really mentally affect us. I think, yeah, like what you said, so important to think that way comparison is a thief of joy you always tell me and know, it's one of your one. it's one of your quotes I'll get it in there because it is it's a it's a great quote and I know probably one of your values that you kind of live your life by so we've let's just go back into the coaching we've supported hundreds of athletes on their coaching journey and some have been with us from the very beginning and especially with you and I know the impact that you've had on people's lives like we said it's more way more than a training plan like we've had people going really deep on their first calls with you and looking how their life looks so different now two to three years down the line and we have people that are with us just for one goal and then have a break and come back and some just come with us for a short journey and that's absolutely fine um but can you give us an example of somebody 
that you feel like you've been on that journey with and that have really kind of helped to help to change their lives? Yeah, and I sat down and thought about this because you asked me in the office about 20 minutes ago (laughs) and said, by the way, there's one question in there that you may want to have a think about. And I could name so many different athletes here, you know, from my first other athlete who I coached, somebody like Stephen Watmore, who came on as outside a 320 marathon runner and then was down to sort of 248, 247s and, you know, amazing journey. Uh, from somebody to like Chris Palmer, who went from a marathon runner to a sprinter and now is regularly representing GB Masters team over Europeans and worlds and has completely changed his life and what he does. And Kerry, his partner, who's, you know, broken her ankle on her journey. and We've had to rehab back from that. And there's there's so many stories. Um, but there was one one person who stands out and it goes back to the point you made uh, about that first ever phone call. And that's Ailsa. So Ailsa, sorry if if um, I'm going to go into a bit of detail here, but I remember Ailsa ringing me and I won't, won't share her phone call with me, but I remember coming off that call and saying to you, there's a, there's a lady I've just spoken to and, and she really needs my help. And I, I do feel like I can help her. And uh, she's in a, a bit of a bad place, but she, she cares about her running. And actually I'm going down to Brighton, which funnily enough, it's, it's funny how things turn out, isn't it? Brighton was a 10K and it was my last ever competitive race. And Ailsa said, oh, I'm going to be there too. And what I loved about Ailsa, and I don't know if she really knows this, but um, her and her friends had gone out the night before and gone out on the tiles. Standard. (laughs) And I would never promote that as a coach. But what I loved about it was Ailsa was the only one out of her group of friends who made that start line that day. And we met up afterwards and we said hello. And she said, I'm sorry, you know, I went out and got drunk. And I said, you know what? You made it to that start line. And I was just so impressed that she had done that and she'd got out and she was motivated to do that. But I also realized at that moment in time that she was fully bought into the process. Now, over time, we've worked together for numerous years now and we've got to know each other personally. We've met up at races and and trail camps and stuff. And I just think she's an incredible person. Uh, I think she's she's brilliant. She tries new things. She's not scared to go out of her comfort zone. Um, she's now going to the trails next year. She's going to try that because I think she's found a new love for that. She did an ultra this year for her 50th uh, birthday year. She she did her first 50, which is just, yeah, unbelievable. And I feel like I've really been on a journey with her from a position where she wasn't the most confident when she first came on board. Uh, she was a little bit all over the shop. I'm sure she won't mind me saying that. And now she just seems so positive. Uh, she loves her running again. She feels like she's got a running mojo back. And now she's on this journey of kind of travel and exploration around the world through running. And it, you can just see it's just it's just lighting her up as a person. So, yeah, I'm going to go with Elsa. That's amazing. Yeah. And I, I love hearing Elsa's story as well. And I think that it does show that in running you go through so many ups and downs. And we experience that as coaches as well. And we're not perfect. Like we learn as well as our athletes learning. Like we learn a lot from our athletes and I think that's really important. People think you've got this magic formula or this magic plan that they can just like get their performance to the top level. And it's like, it doesn't work like that. You need to learn together and you need to move together. And when you have people that fully buy in and are committed and you need to, you know, you need to resonate with each other and you need to build that relationship over time. And I think it shows what actually it can can produce and it doesn't need to be about times and performance. That's great if that comes and that's your goals, but it is so much more than that. It absolutely is. And like you said, I could have picked out a whole host of examples of people who have been on that journey with um, 
and people you've learned from somebody like a Helen who I've learned a lot about who's had to go through major surgery and we've had to learn and go on that journey together and now she's building back up and, and what I love about people like Helen and, and Paula who I coach is running means so much to them and they never want that to be out of their life but what you've got to understand as well is um, when it's out of their lives it's it's really difficult for them so on that coaching journey you've got to make sure that the plan almost isn't too intensive and that it's going to ruin them so performances are great and yes they still want to perform well but the priority is on them training regularly because when they're not that's so impactful on their life in a negative way so we've got to look at how do we how do we keep that going yeah and I think it's really important as well um to when so I've had quite a few injuries as an athlete and I think the most important thing is where the coach doesn't step away from you like it is so important when you are injured or you're struggling with a niggle to still be coached. Often we think that a coach is only there for when we're running and running well, but actually often we need a coach and I've experienced it recently with a niggle. I need a coach there in the dark times and the hard times because that's when I don't feel like I have that lovely plan where you tick everything off. That's where everything's all up in the air. I don't know what I'm doing from one to the next. The mental side of things is really difficult. So sometimes it can be as important to have that coach and that person there when things are going wrong. Almost, if not more important, I think you're right. I think it's easy when things are on track. It's easy when you're you're flying, everything's going according to plan, you're ticking the greens off on the plan. We use final surge, it tracks and everything's going green, 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 happy days. But what happens when, yeah, you've got an injury like um, Chris is in to see the physio tomorrow, he's had an adductor issue and I just popped him a message today. He said, I'll drop you a message after that physio um, chat. I said, you know what, Chris, just give me a ring and if, if I miss you, then I'll give you a call back because I've not spoken to him since the injury. I wanted to give him some time just to, to let things kind of settle. But actually, it's really important to jump on that call and find out where he's at and, and how his mind is as well. Um, I'm conscious as well. That camera beeped at us suspiciously, didn't it? I was like, <laughs> did it cut out? But it's still flashing. So I'm hopeful that it's just kind of warning us a little bit. So I said to Lewis before this podcast, I was like, have you got all the IT sorted? Because we're going to record, you know, 30 to 40 minutes podcast and then we're going to have no YouTube footage. But if it happens, whatever, it's our it's our first time. So It's our first time. We'll get her back up. But thankfully that camera is still flashing. But if you see this in two parts on YouTube, you know why. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm um, conscious that we could talk for hours I literally feeling like I'm relaxing into this now but I'm gonna finish on our final point around values of um, new levels coaching so from a bit of background me and you you started journaling in 2020 when COVID hit and journaling became quite a big part of both of our lives and part of our morning routine where each morning we do some reading and we journal and reflect on our thoughts and part of that is also understanding your values and uh, often once you understand your values they can basically impact the decisions that you make and we did this recently as a team we sat down and looked at what are our values as new levels coaching so I wanted to ask you to tell kind of tell everyone a bit about what we discuss new levels coaching values and why they're really important well, I've written them down on a piece of paper because this was another <laughs> kind of tip you gave me. And um, not just because I, I wanted to kind of read the values off, but I wanted to really make sure that I went into detail on them because that was a meeting between you. You were in there. Jethro was in there, our new head of coaching. Uh, Jen Harrison was in there, who works a little bit behind the scenes in our marketing, is another one of our great coaches. Myself and then Matt Wood, who's from Run Through, and Matt's a, a great friend of mine. He's a little bit of a business mentor as well. And Run Through have a big involvement now in New Levels Coaching too. Uh, and Matt is a business partner of ours and also is part of Runner Retreats. So 
it was very much a team effort to come up with these values and I feel like we we did nail it. Yeah. Jethro's done a fantastic job of making them look pretty and I'm going to get them printed out and put in the office. Uh, but the first value is people matter. And I think this is a, a big one for us because this is back to that generic plan around, yes, you can go and find a generic plan out there, but you won't get the support that you get from a coaching company like us. And I, I will put my hand on my heart and say, I'm sure there's some fantastic coaching companies out there. Absolutely. But whilst you are with us, we will do our absolute utmost to support you in the best way possible. So what does people matter mean? It means that we have your back from day one. We've got you. We're on that journey with you. Uh, but it also means even just from a general perspective, like treat others how you want to be treated yourself. And that's one of our big values. You know, this isn't a selfish sport. Running is uh, is community driven and we expect other people to treat each other fairly. And that's a big part of our, our team values. Find your potential. That was my, the first three words that came out of my mouth when I set new levels coaching up. What does it mean? We say it a lot. We see it written a lot online. For us, it means working on you, finding your own potential. It's not just about performance, but it's also about us educating and inspiring people to have the confidence to go out and find their potential. So that that's what that one means. Trust the process. Um, we say this a lot with the athletes we work with. It means keep showing up and keep doing the work, even when it might not be going according to plan, because we know that consistency does matter. Now, if you're doing something consistently bad, that might be a bit of an issue, but we will try and resolve that. But keep showing up. Also linked to that, purposeful practice. Do things in your plan that have a purpose. You know, You should know the purpose behind everything that you do. If you're going out and doing things that have no purpose to them, what is the point? If you're just going through the process without actually having any purpose, then you're just on a journey without a real destination and without clear guidelines of how to get there. So make sure things that you're doing have a purpose. And then also with trusting the process, confidence in your own journey and in yourself. And we look to build that with the athletes we work with. A lot of people come on board and they don't have that confidence in themselves and we look to build that over time. And it does take time. You know, if you sat at home, you're thinking I'm not the most confident person, then it's something that has to be worked on. It won't just come. So that's another thing that we help with. Game changers. This was a difficult one because it's like, what is a game changer? Um, but I feel like we really nailed the definition of this within that meeting. So for us, it means that we are different. We are different as a coaching company and we separate ourselves from other coaching companies by what we do, hence the name New Levels. That's why I, I wanted to call it New Levels Coaching right at the start. I didn't want to call it Lewis Moses Coaching because I felt like we could take coaching, particularly running coaching at the time, to a different level. I felt like we could offer more. We could make it more holistic. We could really kind of delve deep into um, the whole coaching process. But I also think if I'm if I'm being truly honest with it, I felt like coaching wasn't at the highest standard in this country yeah. and we could change the game a little bit. And I still feel like we we are on that journey. And um, people at the time were a bit skeptical about online coaching, rightly or wrongly so. They looked at it and thought people were doing it as a side job. That was never our intention. This is a business. This is a business that helps support people on their journey. And I'm very, very proud of that. We treat this as a job. We have office space here. We come in every day. We're writing people's plans. We're working hard behind the th scenes. We care about the people that buy into our business. So that was a big part of that. Um, and then I guess finally is, is changing things. 
if you're going to be a game changer, you have to change things. You have to be willing to change the landscape a little bit. And that is still a journey that we are all on together. Whether you change people, the people you work with, whether you change the industry and the way things are done, which is certainly what I would like to do in the future, particularly with paid coaching. Um, yes, there's there's free coaching options out there and we do free coaching. I'm also a volunteer coach as well as a paid coach. But I believe if um, this sport is, is to move forward, then there needs to be a better level of paid coaching in this country. If we want our best coaches paid fairly and representing our people, our runners, then they need to pay f- be paid fairly because in other sports, that's what they do. And I want to see that in the running world as well. So coach education, watch this space. Maybe coach education. <laughs> Again, it's one of those things that it's on your list. You know, you want to do it from, from time to time, um, but it, it's not a priority for us right now. Yeah. But it might be in, in the future. Uh, and do I feel like coach education is at the highest level it can be in this country? No, I don't. But um, there's a lot of things that are, are kind of below par. Is it acceptable? Maybe it is, but I feel like it can be done better. So maybe in the future when I've freed up some of my time, we can maybe go down that route as well. (laughs) Maybe another podcast episode. Um, Absolutely. So I think it's great even hearing those values again and being fully bought into them after, you know, we all came up with them. We sat for hours and we really discussed them in detail and you could see the passion in the room. And that's from all of our coaches as well. And I think one thing Jen actually mentioned was, and I think this is really nice because I think, just going to some races over the weekend, a lot of people were disappointed with their times at Great North Run. And Jen said something about how actually every moment does matter. So regardless of time or performance. And I think sometimes you only realize that when it gets taken away from you. And actually we should celebrate and um, you know be pleased with some of those performances where we're actually a little bit down on the south. Because every moment really matters as a runner, as a business owner, as a coach. Um, and we shouldn't really forget that. I, I strongly believe that you're not defined by your best performances. I believe that you're more defined and you learn more from the tough days and they're the ones that, that really make you. And that every moment matters that, that Jen mentioned in in our values meeting. We use that for our Monday motivation. Like whether it's a moment that's gone wrong, whether it's a moment that's gone right, it does help to define you as a person. It helps coaches learn. It helps athletes learn. Um, but it's all part of your story and part of your journey. So even if things have gone wrong and not according to plan, like that's just part of the script. And um, Matthew McConaughey, I, I love Matthew McConaughey. And um, he said like life is something like life is your own script, you know, go, go and write your own journey. Yeah, and, and I absolutely love that. But the script is never perfect. So when you have bad days, I'm not saying you can't be upset or disappointed. We all do get that. Yeah, it's important that's important to, to, to have those emotions and just let them happen as well. Absolutely. It's not fair to go and punch people and stuff like that. <laughs> like We're not having that. Um, but it is it is fair to let them out and, and be angry from time to time and be disappointed. That's part of the game. We've all been there. But you will realize over time that those moments matter as much, if not more, than the moments where you just go, yeah, I was awesome today. That was brilliant. And you walk off and you don't learn anything because you just think you're great. Yeah. (laughs) So we're going to wrap this up. I'm going to let you do the wrap up because this is your podcast that I've hosted. Um, But I just want to say from my point of view, I've I've chilled out a bit now or sweating. (laughs) When we do the Instagram lives, I don't feel like this, but because we're in a full on studio, I feel like it's really professional. Mm, It's warm in here. (laughs) And it's warm and I've got a jacket on. Um, But yeah, I just want to say actually from, I know we're husband and wife but it was amazing listening to you talk about your journey your passion for it and 
just hearing it in a different way because we don't have we have loads of conversations but not sat here reflecting as well um and going through that and it's it's inspired me so hopefully it really inspires everybody else so thank you Lewis oh well that's good but that's that's really nice of you Gemma and uh, I hope you're not expecting me to do a wrap to wrap things up but what I would say is um yes if Gemma's enjoyed listening to me that's a good thing <laughs> hopefully you've enjoyed our first episode at home this episode in particular has been more about the founder's story, but hopefully you found some inspiration and some education from this. But over the coming weeks and months, we are going to be providing a lot more education, inspiration and some key takeaways for you at home so that you can literally go and run with the things that we're providing. Uh, but this week was more about sharing that story. Yeah. Well, I have tried to drop in some little golden nuggets that I feel like might help people. But yes, please tune in in the coming weeks and join us for the New Levels Coaching Podcast. We do want to take things to, to new levels. We want to take podcast episodes to new levels. And we want to be out there in the coaching space talking all things coaching. So yes, I hope you've enjoyed episode number one. We will hit, well, you will hear us again in the coming weeks. Tune in again. And if you want to, leave us a comment and a review because we'd love to know how you found it. Thanks, everybody. See you again very soon.